<laughs> Guys, we're releasing this every single day for 40 minutes for an entire off-season. <laughs> Stroke week. Right there. <laughs> Stroke week. Stroke year. I got no notes, but I got the memory, so... <laughs> Poor man, Jod. He's just realising now what he signed up for. <laughs> okay, fair enough. On to the next one. It's game time. So to me, that would be a good way to open it up. Yes. You know, so yeah, there's definite appeal there. Oh, no, we just lost our under 20 demographic. It was a fizzle. So where do young people go when they're not uh, catching passes at the Steelers, Tay? Someone like the Jets will probably throw a massive coin at him to try and send his career into a tailspin. Hot diggity dog. I'm an optimist. I, I like having lots of options. Because, I mean, we see this all the time. We see three for twos. We see two for ones. Honestly, mate, that'd be enough to make me play well. This is a game my wife and I play at home and you're like, whoa! <laughs> this is the Astro League. It sounds so weird in like an Australian accent. The Astro League. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> the Astro League podcast. I think my sheriff's decision is I, I just wouldn't do it during the season. Welcome back to the Astros Fantasy Football Podcast. It's the playoff edition. I am your host, Matty C. I am the commissioner of the Astro League, but really... I'm just the guy who's helping push this along. We've got Taylor and Manjot, who are both here from... Of course, Taylor is my co-host, who brings Taylor Talk. Everyone knows Taylor. He is uh, a notable dignitary over here in Australia. But also Manjot, the man behind the Pastry Press NFL Instagram account. He does all the pastry performers, and he's a part of our show for the playoff stretch this season. I'm really, really enjoying having him on. He's going to be helping us preview these games in NFL terms, but then he's also going to hop in with us and do fantasy style, and uh, we're going to have a bit of a fantasy contest with him as well. So it's a bit of his world and a bit of our world. We got halfway through the NFL playoff prediction of what we think is going to happen and our previews of the game. So go and find the first episode. It's right... Well, here, where you found this one, and it will be everywhere you get your favorite podcasts. You can also uh, hang around, catch this one, but uh, it will make sense listening to this one without having listened to the first one. But the other one's got half the previews on it. This one has the other half, the two Sunday afternoon and evening games, and then also the Super Wildcard Monday game. So if you're after the Saturday games and that Philadelphia-Tampa game, make sure you catch part one. We're also going to do that fantasy draft in this one as well, where we pick players at quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. Just one of each from the active playoffs teams but we do it in a draft format so somebody's got pick one man shot and then uh, you know so he picks one of us two picks the third of us picks and then the order flips for the next round we'll explain it a bit more when it comes up and then we're going to tally it up in astro points because uh, you know well we like to stay on brand that's going to happen after the previews are finished and then we're going to wrap it up with a special little segment where we pick another position just for funsies all right gonna hop out of the way here we go let's, let's fire it up and get the boys back in I'm going to go through what the playoffs would look like if they started today. And let's preview week 13. I reckon that will come out good. But this year, I just kind of feel like it's different, don't you? You look at this year, how tight it is. Reviewing all of this week's matchups. Exactly. And how exciting would that be? Well, it'd certainly give people something to think about. And that's a wrap. All right, I'm going to clear a bit of space here because this is the middle Sunday game. We've got a guy who's... Sitting in front of Faithful to the Bay, he's got his 49ers beanie on in the dead middle of summer. This could take uh, forever. Way slowly and give you a couple of minutes, but the time is on uh, to make your point here, man, John, <laughs> with the San Francisco 49ers traveling to AT&T Stadium, Jerry World, out in Fort Worth area. Go. We got a, we got a three-hour Zoom call. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is going to be a while, guys. I'm going to be honest. There's so much for me to say. 
Firstly, again, what an amazing game to get into the playoffs. I hope that did not take too much out of my team. 49ers, I'm just hoping we can just do something because I got so, like, I'm going to put it out there. I got a billion Cowboys fans talking to me this week. Like, holy shit, man. Yeah, they're everywhere, aren't they? They're bloody everywhere. Look, if we lose this game, I'm fucked, man. I'm going to be my best friend's a Cowboys fan. I got a dude like on uh, another podcast who's a Cowboys fan. I got like this dude I'm collabing with on Instagram, Cowboys fan. Like these guys are everywhere, man. Oh my gosh. I'm literally on like, I'm literally. Why are they everywhere? Who's why? Who even likes this team? Really? Really? (laughs) What are these guys doing with their lives, man? I'm literally like. Like, what uh, kind uh, of this a quality a of a human being do you have to be? <laughs> yeah, that's probably going a bit far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, literally, I'm just saying, like, I'm desperate for a win here for the 49ers. Like, please, can we just do something? Like, Jimmy G, uh, the whole running game, you know, Debo, Debo, especially you, Debo, 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 do it all, Debo, as we like to say in faithful um, nation oh, here. I like that. Do it all, Debo. Do it all. Hey, look, he can pass the ball now, you know? He ran the ball. Most rushing touchdowns for a wide receiver ever with eight. How is that for fantasy stats, you know? Like, yeah. he's just amazing. And, like, I just love to see what Debo can do. Like, I'm going to be honest. This is a matchup between the best, like, most versatile offensive player in the league, Debo Samuel. Most versatile defensive player in the league, Micah Parsons. Like, can you just, like, imagine that? Like, just Micah and Debo, like, just going 1v1 sometimes? Like, maybe, like, majority of the game? Like, that would just be such fun football to watch. Like, what world would a linebacker versus a wide receiver, like, who's a running back, like, a linebacker who's, like, who can play corner sometimes, like, a linebacker who can rush the passer and, like, it's just, it's just crazy, like, what this game has really become. Is. And it's just insane. And I like to see, like, Trayvon Diggs, like, what he can do. Interception leader, you know? What was it, like, 11 picks, wasn't it? That like, guy's such just, a gambler. God, how far out of position is he half the time? Because he's just trying to sniff yeah. out the intercept. He's, it, it bites him a bit. Not as much as it should, but, yeah, he's that's going to run out soon, isn't it? That might be... That might be a point of emphasis, actually. Like, thinking about Trayvon Diggs. Like, if you think about Kyle Shanahan, big brain wizard on offense. I call him offensive wizard for a reason. Like, he just he knows a lot of what- shit, but I love him. Yeah. Well, I just yeah. Love him. I mean, he has that choking kind of thing, which we won't talk about because it has affected me. But he is just <laughs> an amazing offensive mind. Like, I wish, like, I could have, like, half of the football brain that Kyle Shanahan does. Let me be honest, but he is just the most insane, like, like he's a top five, like, in smartest. Yeah. And I reckon, like, you've got, yeah, Shanahan, what will he do to, like, Trayvon Diggs and Michael Parsons? Like, they're two focal points. I think Kyle Juszczyk is going to be a really important player here. Like, we don't talk about fullbacks in the NFL anymore, but yeah. Kyle Juszczyk, him blocking in the run game, blocking out Michael Parsons. Like, that's something I want to see. I want to see, like, Kyle Shanahan directly send 
um, Kyle Juszczyk to like Michael Parsons' house. Like basically, this is what the analogy, it's like Michael Parsons' house and just like, you know, just push him over like every single play. I just, I want to see like George Kittle. Like I haven't even mentioned him yet. Like we're not even like halfway through this thing. I haven't mentioned George Kittle. Like what can he do in this? Like uh, you guys said, clear out like 30 minutes. This might be an hour, like three hours. Like you guys said. Oh, I like, said three hours. Mate, I heard you've yeah. gone back to 1982 later. So I mean, <laughs> oh yeah yeah oh yeah i didn't even mention like the history aspect of this because we're not getting into i was just getting into like everything anyway get myself grounded for a second george kittle now he is just an amazing player best tight end in football like we said on the podcast last yeah week. Him on Michael Parsons, like they got Randy Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence in that D-line. So that's going to be a real test. Trent Williams, I hope he's back because yeah. he's got, he had that elbow injury that really affected us last week when Von Miller got that big sack. So I hope like Demarcus Lawrence doesn't get to like face like, um, was it Colton Mikovic? Yeah. I hope he doesn't get to face him. I hope he gets to face big Trent Williams who has the highest grade in PFF history, 98.2 overall. It was just Ooh. insane. The year he's had has been insane. And it's just, I'm, I'm literally going into like each of the 49ers, like one to 53. But like, it's just insane <laughs> what Trent... Yeah, we're going to have that, mate. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. We're going to have to quickly go into defense here. But basically just, we got to stop the influence of like Diggs and Parsons and, yeah, you know, the D-line. Basically, if we can target like Anthony Brown a bit, get Ayuk into the game a bit more. Um, Juwan Jennings had that big game. Can he step up again? That's the yeah. questions I have for the, the 49ers offense less Cowboys defense. Now, quickly onto the 49ers defense. Now, you got Tyron Smith, um, left tackle for the Dallas Cowboys versus Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa, what a monster he has had. He is. He, He's had a monster season. He's just a monster. Like, oh my goodness, 15 and a half sacks coming off a torn ACL. Like if Burrow didn't heat up, if like Dak, if it wasn't such a, uh, a quarterback driven league, league yeah. I'd argue for Nick Bosa's comeback player of the year. But honestly, he's he could do something. Like Eric Armstead had a huge sack off the middle. I know 49ers fans have been giving him shit because he literally like drove DeForest Buckner out of town. But I think... Like he's he's stepping up in the big moments. I think he can have a huge game on Sunday. Um, with that run game for the 49ers as well. I think run game and defense again. And it's just our secondary shit. So I think that's the point of weakness for us. And the wide receiver like duo of CD Lamb, Amari Cooper, like they're just probably gonna feast on us. And that's why I'm worried. Zeke Elliott. I'm not sure, and Tony Pollard, I'm not sure where they'd go, but yeah, I'm not sure. You're not worried about them as much, isn't it? Isn't it funny to think there's a world where, nah, Zeke, you're just kind of like, nah, Zeke. I'm not as worried about Zeke. Like, I'm, I'm still worried. Yeah, this is where I'm worried is our defense. Our secondary might not be able to hold on, to be honest. <laughs> it's all, like, I'm ex- like, the only way we can win is if, like, Elijah Mitchell and um, Debo Samuel have like good like rushing games. Debo in the past game, and also our defense just holds on just long enough. And I'm just like <laughs> I'm just hoping there's some world because I'm hoping also a uh, uh, shout out to like any 49ers fans going on Sunday. 
invade that stadium. We watched us invade SoFi Stadium last week. Yeah. Invade AT&T. Invade J- Jerry World here. Invade Arlington, please. We need all the help we can get. Any advantage we can get, please. Just invade that stadium. That is my last message. You know, it's going to be a great game. This is probably the best game of the week. And historically, you know, I'm I'm just glad, you know, in my, like, lifetime as a 49ers fan since, like, 2009, we haven't played the Cowboys in a playoff game. Like, the last time I checked, 1994 NFC Championship Ooh. game when Steve Young just beat them up. I think Dion, has, Dion Sanders had a pick. Uh, we won 38-28. I remember the next week we went on to win the Super Bowl because Steve Young threw a record six TDs in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So it's just wow. like last time we won the Super Bowl was the last time we played the Cowboys in the playoffs. It was a huge rivalry. Like the 70s, like we lost to them three years in a row, I think, in the playoffs. That's where it started. The 80s, like yesterday, as of time of recording, was the 40th anniversary of the catch. Like, yeah, we're talking to, about this off mic. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. to Dwight Good Clark. Catch. He was one of my, he's one of my heroes. Yeah, um, it's just insane what that play was. It started the whole dynasty. And in the nineties, you got the 92, 93, 94, all of them NFC Championship games. Niners, Cowboys, Cowboys beat us in the first two. We beat them in '94, and today we are here, 2021 NFL season. The 49ers have scraped into the playoffs. They have just made it on the skin of the teeth and they're facing their most heated rival from back in the day, the Dallas Cowboys. The stage is set. Who will win? We throw it to Taylor. I'm so sorry for the amount of time I took, but I just love this team. You guys invited me on for a reason. Yeah. No, I knew this was coming. And so uh, yeah. I just want to paraphrase you. You said Cowboys by 14. Got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, you've done well to sit there and uh, not, you know, rain on, on the parade. But what have you got? Come on. I'm pretty sure when Cole Shanahan goes to take a piss, Sean McVay's there to hold his cock because <laughs> he, he, owes, he absolutely owns him. Like he could seriously make him do anything for him because he owns the fuck out of that guy. Um, yeah. He just turns him into a ranger. Like he's just and- he's just a little Ronnie McDonald there, just there to deliver his fucking mackers. That's that's seriously what he. <laughs> that gets my goat. Oh, that gets my goat. By the way, how everyone credits Sean McVay when it's actually like Kyle Shanahan, Mike Shanahan's offense, and Sean McVay is like everyone's like next Sean McVay because. He inherited a better team and like led them to success better, like quicker. And like, but Kyle Shanahan has shown like he's, he's a better coach, I reckon. But anyway, back to Taylor. If Shanahan has a tiny bit of piss left in his dick, McVeigh has to has has to jiggle it for him just to get that little bit extra out. That's basically who you gotta follow it. Shanahan, <laughs> just just if you didn't understand what I was saying there. Um, so. If anyone didn't just listen to the last thing, uh, Niners versus Cowboys, I think it's a little bit of a big matchup. I don't know if anyone knows that. Um, someone on this podcast may have some invested interest, not naming names, um, but I, I think it's going to be a pretty decent game. So, matchup of the game. 
Got to be Debo versus C.D. Lamb slash Mari Cooper. The wide receiver battle will be huge here. If Cooper Cup didn't exist, Debo would be the fantasy MVP this season. He's been a bona fide star for a guy who was expected to hand over the wide receiver one role to Brandon Ayuk this season. Brandon Ayuk, more like it. (laughs) Dallas are also great at stopping the run, so the Niners' best chance is going to be through the air. Most efficient. Dallas are bottom half in the league at stopping the pass, 238.2 yards per game. This is an opportunity for Jimmy G to find his receivers who are playing against guys like Trayvon Diggs, who are boom bust, and that he either gives up enormous plays or takes an intercept. Not much in between. (laughs) Most efficient. Dallas lead the league in yards total. So the Niners' defense is going to have to be on their toes. 407 yards per game for this Cowboys offense. Second in passing and ninth in rushing. Edge by position. QB is a clear edge to Dallas. Dak, even though he felt the need to lean on his defense, still lead the team uh, to the highest yardage total on offense. So stopping him will be key for the Niners. Running back is interesting. You would think based off name value, you would have to go Zeke, but I'm not sold on that. Eli Mitchell has been phenomenal when he has been healthy, and Zeke has been inconsistent at best. Pollard gives the running back room a bit of a push, but I'm going to actually lean Mitchell here in a slight upset of all sorts. Wide receiver is obviously interesting to me after my match uh, after my matchup of the week chat. Debo versus Ayuk. Uh, sorry, Debo. Debo and Ayuk versus Liam and Cooper. I'm again going to lean Niners here. I know the Cowboys have the yardage mm. total, but I just think the Cowboys' passing defense can be exploited, and Debo is just leaps and bounds above anyone in this matchup. Tight end again is very interesting. Man, I'm abusing the word interesting. Schultz was a breakout star in fantasy this year. A tight end four, right behind Kittle at tight end three. Kittle, to me, still has an edge. But don't be surprised to see Schultz end up with a TD Mm. as he's a big red zone favorite of Dak. Dallas are far worse than the Niners at defending the position, though. So I'm going to take Kittle here. Mm. Bold fantasy call. Eli Mitchell with a touchdown and over 100 yards for 20-plus points. Prediction. I'm going another upset here. Oh, I think there's some points in the game. Nine is 30 to 27. Oh, man, oh. quick reaction. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> look, look, I have a I have a warfare strategy for all those Cowboys fans in my life. Like I'm I'm downplaying the Niners a bit. I'm just I'm I'm keeping quiet. Let all the big talking Cowboys fans just talk up their team. Let me keep quiet. Hope for the upset. And honestly, I think we can pull it off. I honestly think we can. I don't want to jinx things. This is like a top prediction for me. I think I'm leaning with the the car, the the, the Niners by three points. I'll go 33-30, you know, similar to what Taylor said. I don't want to get you excited. But when I break down matchups like this, what I like I've done with the fantasy playoffs in our league, I'm nine from 10. So you're a 90% chance of winning me and John. 90%. And over I'm writing a year with- sample size too. I mean, this is not just some Johnny come lately, you know, rolling the dice. This is, he's no gambler. Also, just an interesting note about the Cowboys. Like 
you, you break down their record, they're six and zero in the division, but they're six and five out of the division. So that can play a bit into it. They they lost to three NFC, uh, AFC West, sorry, teams, and they also lost, um, like I think to a big team like oh, they lost to the Buccaneers in the first week. Yeah, they lost some yeah. big game. Yeah, so, I agree. The- I agree, man, John. Cowboys are shit. Hashtag Niners Nation, baby. Hashtag. Before we move on to the next one, I just really wanted to quickly throw in my two cents because I didn't say nothing to nobody about what I thought about that matchup. So I'm going to rattle through this. <laughs> we didn't need it, mate. Oh. We, we had enough. <laughs> You're going to hate it. Uh, Dallas, first in offense at 31.9 points per game. And they've got a turnover differential of plus 14. I mean, it's... Uh, there's, there's just a couple of things here that I think make it a little tricky for San Francisco. Yeah. Do you know how much I'm pulling for San Francisco? I love, Manjot knows this, I love just the, it all starts with the run game, get creative with the run game, be shit scared of the run game, and then everything comes yeah. off the back of that. That is the kind of football I love to watch. And give love me a 14-play drive where you don't know if it's going to be a run up the middle, if it's going to be an end around, if it's going to be an end around with a pass. It, I love the Shanahan approach to these things. So, as much as, you know, I really want to see the, the excitement and, and a, a cool, fun offense to watch, do the cool, fun, offensive things, it's, the stakes are pretty high and it's going to be tricky. Um, so I'm going to be a bit, of a bit of a dose of cold water here and uh, I'm taking the, the Cowboys by 10. Sorry, guys. Okay. No, no, Maddie, thank you. Because you have to be the sacrifice because if we all took the, the 49ers, it's a jinx. Like, I've learned this, like, other podcasts, you know, watching, like, NFL Network, NBC, Sunday Night Football. If they all <laughs> take the same team, it jinxes. So, thank you, Maddie. Okay. Maddie, you are now my favorite person in the world just for doing that. Just, just for I agree. I'm stoked that. I'm stoked that Maddie just made a shit call. It's so good. I hope it's, I hope you guys it's a W. Brings, Look at that. Just brings you back, guys a W. Brings you back um, to basically the entire season with Maddie this year. Starts of the week, Astro League. He just made nonstop shit calls, and this is not going to end. I'm nothing if not generous, Tate. Filled with the milk of human kindness, mate. Antonio Brown's out there hanging out with Kanye West. If that's not an insane asylum uh, handing the keys to the inmates, I don't know what is. <laughs> uh, those two are absolute batshit crazy, so good luck to both of them hanging out with each other. You could definitely put that in the drop. All of that in the drop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I think the, the Pittsburgh Steelers will be a bit the same going to Kansas. This is the seventh seed in the AFC, and we talked a bit about the tumultuous trip that they took to get that seventh seed. But they're playing against a team who have been like one offside penalty away from being in three straight Super Bowls, who are 12 and five and the second seed in a league where they've just got as many wins as the first seed. Like it's. Yeah, but they aren't first seed, are they, Matty? (laughs) That is one thing I know about second seeds is they are not, First seed. So, yes, that analysis. So true. Bang on. That is so true. Bang Great on. Give you credit. Yep. I wouldn't have Great noticed analysis. that if you didn't point it out. Do you but agree with Taylor? You... Two is not one. <laughs> yeah. Two does not equal one according to. Yes. There's actually a long, like, five-minute YouTube video on, on something like that. Two plus two is not equal to four or something. I don't even know. Anyway, this is not a math show. We're talking, even though fantasy is full of maths, we've got to add up the players' totals and everything. So oh, yeah. there's some math. There's some math, but not a full-on math show here. So we're going on to Pittsburgh and Kansas City now. Oh, my gosh. Now, Kansas City, 
they actually won the Super Bowl as a two seed against uh, the 49ers because yep. I have to mention this. I've had this mentioned to me all day today. So we I don't to need to talk about that if you don't want to, mate. Yeah. I understand. Okay, that. okay. No, this is where we're, we're putting we're putting the NFL history. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> NFL history, go away. Go away. Screw you. Even NFL Kansas history. versus Pittsburgh is not great history for Kansas either, actually. <laughs> so. yeah, it actually isn't. Like, they've lost a couple times, I think. Yeah, to yeah. Pittsburgh. In, the- in both bad games, too. Like, 18 oh. to 12 kind of games. Like, oh. Yeah. And I think this will be another bad game. Oh, my gosh. Like... The only chance I'm giving for Pittsburgh is if TJ Watt gets like insane, like five sacks or like four sacks in a game. It's just, oh my gosh. I don't like we were saying, oh, I don't didn't want like Big Ben and the Steelers here. Like, I do not like this team. I wanted them to like, I had that, you know, Instagram comment where I wanted to tie. And like, I wish like it was the Raiders versus the Chiefs because like it'll be the same thing. Like, Honestly, I don't really stack up. Like, this is really that meme where it is Big Ben's retirement party. Like, oh, oh is it going to be a party? It's probably like a retirement no. massacre. Like, this it's- is a retirement, like, massacre. Like, this is just going to be a mass, like, pile on. Like, oh, my gosh. This is like, you know, the burning of all the garbage dump or something. This is what it looks <laughs> like. I, I don't want to jinx. I don't want to jinx. Wow. But who's going to start, like, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey? Like, who's going to stop? You know, Devin Bush is like in his third year or something, and he's already looking like a washed up linebacker. Like, uh, that ACL has really like fucked him up. Like, I feel really bad. He didn't even get his fifth year option picked up. Yeah, that's and- a bad sign. That's a bad sign. Like, their medical team just must know stuff the rest of us don't know, right? Oh, no, he's frozen. Man, Joe, you still there? Oh. Okay, yeah, we're good. Hey. I actually thought of a Taylor style joke in the meantime. So this was actually <laughs> all for good purpose. Okay. So good. I'll joke. just finish it off. I'll just finish it off. So I think Big Ben will kind of shit himself. He'll he'll have like that game he had two weeks ago where he threw for like 40 yards uh, 40 times for like 129 yards or whatever the hell that was. <laughs> like in his farewell home game. This is his farewell game, I think. I think Daniel Sorensen, here's my bold prediction. Daniel Sorensen will take an interception, take it to the house, and he'll say, good night, sleep tight, and don't let the bed box bite on your ass, son. <laughs> He's going for the sun joke. I had to go it. there. I had to go there because I think this will be an absolute mauling, and it will end with the good night, sleep tight, don't let the bed bugs bite on your ass, son, man. That is exactly how it'll finish. That's how it'll finish. You heard it here first. Tay, so you get the right of response here because he's using your joke, mate. Yeah, look, you, if you're going to use it, it needs to be great. And you've done it. You've done it, man. You've done it. You've stuck the landing. You did. You've got to really do it with emphasis. You've got to really mean it. And I think you really brought some passion. I just wanted to say... If a game ever should be commemorated with just a statue of a massive dick, this would be it because this is going to be an absolute dick sandwich. And honestly, I think there's a better chance 
of the fucking clock, Big Ben in England, fucking playing quarterback um, <laughs> behind that line of Pittsburgh. <laughs> the, literally, a clock just standing there would be a better chance of winning this game than Big Ben. Yeah. Um, but without foreskinning, um, I'll get into my uh, matchup of the game. <laughs> no, foreskinning. <laughs> uh, versus Deontay Johnson. For the Steelers to stay anywhere near this, they need something from Ben and their receivers. And who better than his number one target, Deontay Johnson? Tyreek has been incredibly underwhelming the last few weeks, but when better to come good than in the NFL playoffs? Both of these guys are top eight fantasy wide receivers in fantasy. So let's see who gets the edge. Most efficient. Uh, The Steelers' rushing defense is full-blown aids. Not HIV, <laughs> full-blown AIDS. <laughs> Dead last in the league, giving up 146.1 yards per game. Doesn't get more deficient than that. Most efficient. Even after what was considered a down year, the Chiefs' passing offense still finished fourth in passing yards, 281.8 yards per game. Edge by position. Not sure there's ever been a bigger matchup edge than Mahomes versus Big Ben. Nothing else to say. If I can bring that clock over from England, it's dead set of better chance. <laughs> Running back, I'll take Najee here. He's clearly the best. He's clearly had the best season out of any running back in this matchup. In saying that, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Chiefs' group of running backs play very well, given the Steelers' rushing defense. Yeah. Wide receiver. Both teams have a clear leader in their receivers, and I have to take Tyreek here over Deontay Johnson. Tight end. Frymuth has had a wonderful year, especially as a rookie, but come on, it's fucking Travis Kelsey. (laughs) Bold fantasy call. So CEH questionable, I'm going to take the Chiefs running back room. I say either a mix of CEH and Williams or just Williams is going to rush for 125 yards plus and finish with 25 fantasy points plus. A little bit bold. Uh, Prediction, fuck, who cares? (laughs) (laughs) 31-10. Sorry, guys, I don't know if you realize it's to the Chiefs. To the Chiefs. Oh, just I'm glad you cleared that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the weirdest thing, though, to me, because – when I was looking this up, this is one of the great home field advantages. That stadium's been there for like 40 years, and the Chiefs are like 233 to 155. They just win, win, win. But in the playoffs, they're seven and seven. Mm. I can't explain it. This is one of those Bermuda fucking triangle moments where I just I can't explain it. This is like when the Lions beat the Cardinals three weeks ago. I just couldn't explain it. And I can't explain this either. But personally, like you guys, I just think Big Ben's a disaster. And if Tyreek looks anything like normal Tyreek, I know last week he had that heel trouble from warm-up. And the week before, he was a day back from COVID. (laughs) So if he looks anything like a normal Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey looks anything like a normal Travis Kelsey, shut the gate. I don't think there's much more I need to add. Yep. Um... Yeah, it's a nice sandwich. That's all I can say. I don't think it's really going to be that close. Um, Let's move on. Yeah. Like, honestly. I think, I think the only reason they were 7-7, seven and seven, didn't Alex Smith lose a whole bunch of home games? 
um, for the Chiefs in the playoffs. I swear he had a horse shit record at home. Just from memory. They put up a 42 one day at home and lost to the Colts in a home playoff game. 45, yeah. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, that one. The yeah. Andrew Luck one where he had the fumble and it bounced in front of him. He picked it up and still rugby dove over and scored that way. Like it was just yeah. anything that could have gone wrong for the Chiefs went wrong. I think that the Titans have beaten them there before. I think that's happened as well. Yeah, the Titans. Mariota ones, 22 to 16 or something. In one of those ones where Mariota ran in like a 35 yarder to take the lead. And that would he like caught his would... own pass. He caught his own pass yeah, and ran into the end zone for that the touchdown. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. my. So they just ways to lose. I lost like my you can't write those as ways to lose. You could, you couldn't sit there with your most chaotic mind and throw in as much mayhem as you want and find ways to lose like that. Like that's just a whole new. To level. be fair, Mariota was a better chance of throwing to himself than anyone else. He was an absolute sack of yeah, shit. That's true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sandwich as well. Um, but I think he's found his stride as being someone who can go in and just do a few things for the Raiders. And then if they need him to play because something happens to Carr or whatever, and he has to go off for a head injury system or whatever happens, I think he's found his niche as a really neat backup to have. So you two playing. All right, sure. Oh, you go for it. No, you go for it. You go for it. No, you go for it. Okay. All right. You guys throw me into the fire straight away, but that's why I'm here. Oh, the, the shits tomorrow are going to be awesome. My innocent <laughs> brain. My innocent brain has just died. Your parents are going to be so unimpressed with these ADHD podcasts. Oh, for sure. This is not the Marcus Mariota podcast, though. We've got one last matchup to go, and it is the number five Arizona Cardinals heading to the number four LA Rams at SoFi Stadium. Nobody more acquainted with this division than our newest co-host. You yes. know you got to take this. What do you got for us, man? Doesn't one of, the, one of these coaches holds the dick of Shanahan, doesn't he? <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Yeah. That's in my notes. Loki, Loki, yeah. both. Kind of low-key, but both do. Honestly, like both could yep. literally. Um, we beat them with our practice squad last year. Anyway, on to this game. Now, the Rams. <laughs> so, you're right. I, I had to say. I had to say. I had to, I had to roast Bad the card. Baby. Wow. I know they beat us with Colt McCoy, so they got their revenge. Okay, I will take that L. But the Cardinals and the Rams are playing off again. They also, like the Patriots, like the Bills, they split the season series. Now, and, and, and just like that, they both won away from home, just like the Patriots yeah. and the Bills did. Like, and, and for the first time in NFL history, we have Monday night wildcard game. This is why, look, our podcast going on for so long, this is why they call it Super Wildcard Weekend nowadays. And the NFL, they've expanded it by a day. This is why Super Wildcard Weekend, like we're right here to, to cover it all. And here we are. The finale, Rams versus Cardinals. I think this will be a good game again, just like the first two games were. Now, I don't know about the Cardinals. They, they seem like a new team. Their head coach and a quarterback, third year of working together, first time they made the playoffs. They choked to the Seahawks last week. Um, Rams got in as the division winner. So this game will be at SoFi Stadium because of the Cardinals' ability to choke to the Seahawks. Now, they did choke to the Rams in the end of the regular regular season on that Monday night game as well. Um, the Rams just bullied them, to be honest, um, most of that game as well. And the Cardinals got an onside kick and tried to win at the end. But the first game at SoFi... They actually did pretty well. They actually threw the ball a lot. They actually got quite a few like yards. They got like 
you know, it's just a great like performance by Kyle Murray. He outdueled Matthew Stafford, so he's shown yeah. he can do it. But this is like, it's it's really, yeah, it's just really new territory. Honestly, for Matthew Stafford, this is new territory for him as well. He's been stuck for like years on the lines. He made the playoffs in 20, 2014 and 2016. Was 2011 maybe, I think. I don't know if my memory might be failing me there. But 2014, yeah, uh, he just lost on like a, a shitty pass interference call. Against Dallas oh, and twenty six Cowboys, yeah, yeah, that was a shit call, man. Like that was clear pass interference. And twenty sixteen, um, just got obliterated by the Seahawks. So that was his Lions playoff career for you. It's just he just couldn't do anything with that that shit team. And the Rams, they're 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 much better than that team. They got Cooper Cup. You know, we've talked about him all year. Triple Crown. Receiving yards, receiving touchdowns, and receptions. He got the league-leading total in all three categories, the triple crown, only achieved like five times in like the modern era. It's wow. just amazing. Yeah, I think you got names like Jerry Rice, Stowing Sharp, like Randy Moss, um, just some amazing seasons wow. like, in there. It is just it's just insane what Cooper Cup did. He almost broke the receiving yards record. He's 18 yards shy of Calvin Johnson's mark. Also quarterback by Matthew Stafford. So the Rams, I think they're just a better team on both sides of the ball. I see like the Cardinals secondary. I don't really, I don't really believe they can stop Cooper Cup. And you got some good um, alternative receiving options. You got Odell Beckham Jr. mid-season signing. We were talking about 10-day contracts earlier. This was kind of like that. You know, just mid-season. Just He came from like a shithole in the Cleveland Browns. He just came from a shithole with Baker. And he's joined Matthew Stafford. And he's thrived as like a receiver too. He had that that miscommunication at the end of last week's game. So I mentioned enough. I mentioned enough. Okay, I'll give Rams fans a break. Even though you were in my DMs for a week. Even you feel like celebrating 17 nothing up. But anyway, um, <laughs> then we got Higby, Tyler Higby versus Zach Ertz. I think Zach Ertz is playing right for the Cardinals. He's still he's still around. Yeah. He's still around. Just, just, make, just making sure. Um, I'm pretty sure the Cardinals were on some insane streak of not having a hundred yards on like a tight end. I don't know if Ertz has got through, but they've had like it's been like 25, like 30 years or something since they had a hundred yard game from like a tight end. Like it was just some insane streak, like 1988 or some shit. Like, oh my goodness. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. It's just never been a part of what they do. And now all of a sudden they've got Ertz and it's like, oh, we actually have a tight end who's not Jermaine Gresham. (laughs) It's just yeah, it's just really hard for me to like pick the Cardinals here because I'm really unsure about DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think, I don't know if he's even playing. I don't think he is. Um, he was just meant to miss the rest of the regular season, but I'm not sure if he's even back. I don't think they designated him or anything. Heard nothing. So anyway, um, I just don't see their pass catches like stacking up. I think Jalen Ramsey has a good day. Again, like just locking up like Christian Kirk and like Rondale Moore and just all of those guys. Like, I just see like the Rams winning this one. I think they just because, like, in the first matchup, they had Hopkins went off, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he, he just had a huge game, and then 
they didn't have him like the second time round. I think it's going to be more like the second time round. I think the Rams are going to win this one because they just have the better team on both sides of the ball. Like, I think that's just the formula to win. Tay, what do you got, mate? Uh, you could put a pair of eyes and a little bit of legs on a potato and that'd be Cliff Kingsbury. He's an absolute spud. Um, <laughs> so Cardinals versus Rams, matchup of the game. Kyler versus Stafford is the key for me here. Stafford was a top five quarterback this year in fantasy and Kyler would have been around that mark if he wasn't injured for three games. The Rams finishing in the top five for passing yards. Arizona also in the top 10 for passing yards. The most efficient. The Rams are 24th in the league in rushing yards. One of only nine teams to average less than 100 yards per game. A mixture of Michelle and Akers coming off an Achilles tear could be where the Cardinals take advantage. Most efficient. The Rams passing game. As mentioned in the quarterback breakdown, the Rams are top five in passing yards per game and Cooper Cup honestly has had an MVP-like season. Cardinals have been 30th against opposing wide receivers, so God knows how many yards the Stafford Cup duo will rack up. Edge by position. QB, even with the issues throwing picks recently, I'll give the edge to Matt Stafford here. I've spoken a lot about the Rams so far, so not much more to say. Running back, I'm going to give the edge to the Cardinals here. James Conner has been an absolute revelation for the Cardinals, finishing as running back seven in fantasy. 1,127 all-purpose yards and 18 total touchdowns. Also adding Chase Edmonds, and this is a clear edge for the running back room. Wide receiver, how can you possibly go against Cooper Cup, especially with the Cardinals missing their wide receiver one in DeAndre Hopkins? Cooper Cup was the only was only the fifth triple crown winner of all time, as mentioned by Manjot, leading the league in yards, receptions, and touchdowns. Absolute star. Add in OBJ and Jefferson, and this is a clear edge. Tight end, I'll give the edge to Ertz over Higby here. Ertz averaging 11 targets per game over the last four contests and looks like an incredibly consistent weapon for Kyler. Higby was very inconsistent, but is there as a red zone target as proved last week of his two touchdown performance. Bold fantasy take. OBJ, who I hated in fantasy. He was on the Browns and led me to dumping 1.5 litres of water on Matty C's head. Is going to have a great game here. I'm going to take him to score a touchdown here and score over 15 fantasy points. Prediction, Rams 27-17. That's what I have for this game, Rams 27-17. Yeah. Yeah, something, something around those lines. Like, honestly, like, it's just going to be – I think the Rams got the edge here. Yeah. And just, like, you know, just looking like Kylo, I'm, I'm a bit worried for him. I feel like Aaron Donald – like, we haven't mentioned, we haven't pulled up his name, but I feel like he could have a few, uh, like, a big influence on this outcome. He could have, like, a few sacks here. I think, like, two or three, like, could be incoming. And it's just, I I just don't know, like, how the Cardinals' defense is going to stop, like, that Rams passing attack. Yeah. And I got to agree with Taylor, yeah. I hope these Rams. guys don't have a water bet riding on it because, like, that OBJ thing... The video will go up after we've met tonight, but <laughs> by the time people digest this, they'll have just seen how vicious all that OBJ water I got was. Um, it was vicious, very vicious. It, it was vicious. This is 
the Cardinals are two teams, right? There was the team who at the start of the year were just the number one seed. They were fantastic. They looked great. They kind of looked like the old Carson Palmer um, Cardinals who were all great until Carson Palmer died. And then all of a sudden they were starting people that he couldn't even name now. Um, so Arizona got to that rocking start. And then, and then all of a sudden they had this bye week and they came back to play Chicago. And, and, and since then they've just been broken, completely broken. And I don't know what it takes to turn around. So the only game that they've won the turnover battle and got the result was coming off that week 12 bye. And that was against, you know, so Chicago aren't terrific. Since that game, their D's given up 30 points or more in three of five. The Rams have given up 30 just once since their week 11 bye. And they only have had one game with less than 350 yards. And that was just last week against the 49ers. So there's just really no way I can dice this where I feel like I've got any confidence in what Cardinals can do. This is a Rams playoff debut at this stadium. So we just don't know what that means for them. But also this is Kingsbury's playoff debut. And as Taylor said, he's a spud. I just don't know that there's any advantages anywhere for anybody not named the Rams. I can't believe we've done this. It's taken um, somewhere in the realm of two hours to get through six matchups. The listeners won't have got this, but there was a couple of big technological glitches um, where we lost Manjot for some period of time and where I also didn't record a whole 45-minute segment. So we, we finally got here. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, utmost I, um, professionalism, utmost professionalism for this podcast, guys. <laughs> I, and I'm nothing if not professional. Um, we've got two and a half minutes before this session throws us out. I'm looking forward to doing the live draft. I'm giddy. I'm Josh giddy. I'm ready. Who wants to ask the week, boy? Um, let's not talk about it. <laughs> okay, right. On to the next one. Oh, yeah. I didn't even mention like the history aspect of this. We're talking about practice. <laughs> Practice? We're talking about practice. Do you know how much shit that guy has been through? Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> okay, for those playing at home, uh, we ran this as a pretend segment last weekend just to see if it worked with Week 18 games. And, and that was a challenging thing because not every team had things to play for. Not every great player was going to be playing. It, it, it still threw up just enough hurdles to make it difficult. Gee, the, the slate of people to pick from was a little bit more generous than this week. Um, and I oh. did talk a bit of a big game after the Chiefs had played and I was uh, feeling pretty good with my Kelsey and my home stack. But I got chased down by our newest recruit here, Manjot, who uh, came right over the top and kicked our butts. Tay, we're a disgrace. <laughs> we are a disgrace. You're talking about practice? We're talking about practice? <laughs> the next I'm, channeling my, I'm channeling Alan Iverson here, mate. Oh, I don't give a shit about practice. Let's go. Let's get into this. Oh, okay. Okay. So hear that, man. Or, you know, win means nothing. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. So last week, last week on my initiation, like, Caleb asking if I should my like, honestly, yeah. Like, my initiation was actually quite good. Like, I really enjoyed that episode, by the way. Some of my favorite, like, it's probably my favorite, like, half an hour ever. But um, let me just say, oh, my goodness. Like, Taylor was asking me if I was, like, shitting my under... Oh, if I was shitting my underpants uh, last week. And then I was just like, yes. Yes, I was. But the practice 
I think, you know, it gives me a bit more confidence this week, you know? So, Ooh. Ooh, here we go. I'm going against Fine two words. fantasy legends. I'm going against two fantasy legends who have won 16 team leagues. I've only won, like, at most a 10-team league. You know, I'll be honest. I usually play eight teams, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm off to eight teams, guys. I'm <laughs> off the eight. I'm cold turkey on eight-team fantasy football. Wow. Oh, like Make this is intrigued by your life now. Angel, just rub, take the bandaid off. I'm, in, I'm intrigued by your first pick because oh, I can go a million directions based off what it is. Oh yeah, so yeah. just a real quick housekeeping thing. Manjot's getting the first pick. Taylor two. I'm getting third, and then it's a snake. So I'm then going first in the second round. And yeah, uh, on we go. And we've got to take a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, and a tight end. Doesn't matter what order. And I think we give Manjot the clock now. What do you say? Tick. All right. Um, <laughs> goodness. Yeah. All right. Let, let's get this open, Tom. With I'm, I'm thinking this is going to be a very hard week for running backs. I was talking to Taylor pregame, um, pre-show, and just he was mentioning how hard it is this week for running backs. And one of the names I put out there was Bengals running back Joe Mixon. Yeah, Joe Mixon was the name I put out there. As my running back. Um, I reckon he'll be a very good choice this week to start off. I'm going to say the running back pool is really limited. I think like Joe Mixon could have a huge game against the Raiders. I'm banking on that. Um, Like last week in the practice, I took um, Cooper Cup first overall. He wasn't. Yeah, I was leaning that. Yeah, I was leaning that way again, like here, but. Last minute, I've decided to change up onto Joe Mixon. So there's my pick, first overall. Interesting. I um I was talking to Maddie off, offline. Um, I won't try and give away like try to tip my hand or anything. I completely agree with you there. I had Mixon first in that position. I personally may wait on running back though because I don't think there's a huge differentiator between the people. Like my first, I've actually got a fourth in that position that I'm interested in. And I think they're all kind of close to each other, but I had Nixon first. But because I didn't see a huge like difference between each guy, I actually wasn't thinking running back first. I am taking Cooper Cup. Um, I'm massively <laughs> in on Cooper Cup. Um, Arizona 30th against wide receivers this year. Um, and I, I guarantee they were last in the last few weeks of the season because they weren't that low moving into that last month and they were just horrendous. And Cooper Cup, it doesn't really matter what his matchup is. He is just phenomenal. Um, I'm going to lock him up there because he has been the uh, fantasy MVP this year and I can't see it slowing down against that uh, not-so-great uh, Arizona secondary. So I'm going to take Cooper Cup. Wow. Yeah. Like, I think I've blown it at this point. This was a rookie mistake, but... I don't know. No, no, I wasn't trying to disparage your pick. I, I had Mixon first as well. Um, really? I, honestly, <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, no, no. I didn't mean I had him first overall. I had him first in the running backs. Um, I was yeah. I was always wanting to take Cooper Cup. Um, I was hoping that he would slide first, but I, I, I can't disparage your pick because I do think Mixon was the best of the bunch in the running backs. The only reason I saw it differently was that I thought there was a bigger difference between Cup and the field 
then I saw the Nixon in the field in that position, if that makes sense. So that's all I was trying to say. There's nothing wrong with taking Nixon there, mate. I wouldn't be too worried about that. Yeah. I can't believe this is happening. I'm, Are I'm you going to go to stack again? Are you going to stack? <laughs> 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 You're going to stack. Did you guys learn anything from last week? But I didn't win. So, I mean, and again, it was a dead rubber. But, um, mate, last, last week I went out and took Kelsey and Mahomes in the, uh, in the 103-201 swing. I don't know what's there to discourage me from doing it again. This is a great pair against a shite team. I just don't know what's to discourage me. Should I? I should just do it, shouldn't I? Just do it. Hey, you do what you want. Kelsey in. He's got one hundred and three. Okay, and and then Mahomes going in at two hundred and one. And my picks are just done. That quick, Tay. I hope you were ready for that. I did. Uh, I did have the thought of Kelsey of taking Kelsey. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Like my thoughts were between Cup and Kelsey. Um, just because I thought he was the clear leader in the tight end position and just locking that up made sense. My only thing that stopped it was because I thought there were actually a couple of decent options at tight end. I know Kelsey's obvious and it's stupid to even think, like you wouldn't project anyone to beat him, which I don't. But I I just thought there were at least enough decent sort of options there. And that... in saying that, there are also decent options of wide receiver behind cups. So it's not like it, it, it completely makes sense. Um, so right, back up, mate. I don't have to. So playing the game here, I don't have to take a running back because I know uh, Manjot's not going to take one behind me. Um, ooh, interesting. This is actually pretty interesting. Um, I got two. There's two in quarterback I really like together. Like I actually found it hard to really differentiate between the yeah. two. Someone so Pat, then I was going to have trouble. So I'm going to leave that, and I'm going to take Gronk. I'm going to take Gronk against Philly. Mm. Philly is last against tight ends um, in fantasy this year, and I just think that um, without obviously some of those extra pieces like Goldwyn. Uh, and Antonio Brown, I think he's going to need him, and I think he's going to be a bit of a safe safety blanket for him. Uh, there's going to the way the Eagles sort of defend, like I've said, with the tight end position, they sort of like keep everything in front of them. And I think Gronk's just going to be huge there, and he's going to have a lot of receptions. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him at least have one touchdown. I picked him as a bowl court to have two touchdowns, so I'm uh, I'm going to take Gronk there at tight end. Now you got the double pick here, then, Jock. What do you do? Oh. Two tight ends like, are gone. No pressure on the tight end now. You've got your pick of the litter at tight end. True. And I'll no go rush. like, yeah, the turn, you know, into the third round. I'm going with at 203, I've got Devo Samuel. Like, oh, I got go nice. go to go with my homeboy. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm buying his jersey. Like, secretly, I'm trying to get my auntie to, like, get me a 94 red throwback. Jersey secretly because but we're on like a massive podcast. So yeah, the whole world's gonna hear. But yeah, Devo Samuel at 203 and throw one. I'm going with Darren Waller over George Ooh. Kittle. Cause controversial 49 cents, but I think I like Darren Waller's like matchup a little bit more than George Kittle's. Like George Kittle has to play with like Michael Parsons and like there's like curse and they have a quite a few like good pass defenders in Dallas's team and Kittle doesn't get many targets anyway. Whereas Waller is like, you know, 
he's going to be like Las Vegas is one of their focal points <laughs> along with Hunter Renfro. So I reckon Waller is a bit of a safer pick, especially if wow. there's going to be a shootout, as I predicted earlier. Um, so playing the game here, I don't have to take my quarterback. Manjot didn't help me out by taking one of the quarterbacks to, to at least make it easier for me. So I'm going to have to really make a decision on my last pick. Uh, you've got a quarterback already, Matty, so I'm going to have to take running back. Um, it's not easy here, but I'm going to go one of your boys, Manjot. This is the guy I added at, as my fourth pick, and I'm going to take him. I'm taking him over my second and third pick. I'm taking Eli Mitchell. Yes. I said, I, I, I mentioned him as a bold, uh, as fantasy pick. Um, like I said, even though Dallas are fourth against fantasy running backs, they're 16th against running backs in terms of yards. And that's where Eli Mitchell eats. He isn't really a pass catcher. I know he's sort of dabbled in it a little bit, but he really is that like first two down back where he's just dominant on the ground. Um, and he looks fantastic every time he's healthy. I know he's got a questionable tag. I really don't think he's missing. I think they've just got him there because he had that sort of lingering sort of knee issue before he's going into these games. Um, so I'll, I'll take the slight risk and take Eli Mitchell here. The missile. Oh, wow. You know what you guys have given me to pick from here? I've give, We've given you everything. Like, I, I've gone very bold in a way. Like, I haven't taken it. Like, you you had a go with me last week when we did the practice round about yeah. sort of going chalk. I definitely haven't gone chalk this week. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, it, pretty well between you guys, you took all the guys who were first at a position or second at a position from the regular season. <laughs> <laughs> and it was me taking guys like Kamara, who's running back 11, Mike Evans, who was uh, wide receiver nine, and being like, come on, you guys, you're not being bold enough. Um, but <laughs> you guys are going <laughs> to love this. I'm just doubling down and taking Mike Evans. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so I've got Mahomes, Kelsey, and Mike Evans, who were in my second place getting team last week, all coming back. Um, and I can't take Kamara as my pick four because he's not in the playoffs. And it gives me a bit of a quandary because, as you both said, uh, running back a bit tight this week. And and I think the volume play is really available. But volume in what's going to be a bad offense playing in a bad game would be to take Najee Harris. Yep. Yep. And I feel like I've just got to take him because he's there. Well, I had him third. And I've just worried about him recently. Like in some of these games where they just fall behind quickly, it used to be a thing where Ben would just throw to him a mm. lot and dump off. But it hasn't been the way in the last like second half of the year. I don't, I could not put my finger on exactly why. But when they fall behind, it just seems to destroy him. Like he doesn't get the running um, game work, which I've always been worried about Najee because their O-line sucks. Like he does, he was never going to be efficient. It was always just going to be complete volume play for Najee, which has worked out. But then in the second half of the year, he hasn't then been game script proof like he was in the first half of the season where he doesn't get the dump offs. So I do worry in this game, like when they fall behind, are they then going to go back to what he was in the first half of the year? Or are they going to stick to what they were doing at the end of the year where they're like, all right, we have to start doing these weird dump offs to Deontay Johnson for two yards. <laughs> like, like they did yeah, the other Gadgety day. Stuff. Around. So like, I don't know where that goes. That's my only worry about Najee is like, if they fall behind, 
he doesn't seem to have the game script proofness like he did at the start of the year. So that's the only thing that took, uh, worried me about him. But like you have, you look at him as running back four on the year. Like it's hard not to take him. But yeah. I, I just decided to go a little bit bolder on a person that I think's got a better game script and probably going to be in a better offense, scoring more points. All right, All good, bring this home, Tay. You've got uh... yeah, I've got um two quarterbacks I'm looking at here. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna. I could probably talk through the. Oh, you've still got to pick a quarterback, don't you? It doesn't really matter. Oh, I'm going to talk through them anyway. I, like if if Nanjo wants to pick the other one, it doesn't really matter. Um. He's taking um, Jimmy Garoppolo. I've already written it in. Nah, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> nah joking. Why? Even though I picked the Niners, I think Dak's going to have a very good game against the Niners. Um, the Niners are twentieth against quarterback, um, and even if he does fall behind, I think that actually could be better for Dak. Um, but I'm going to go Brady. I'm going to go my fantasy MVP this this year in the quarterback position. Uh, I've honestly never been prouder of a preseason call I've made on a player. Um, I was enormous on him at the start of the year, uh, especially where he's being drafted. And out, even though he destroyed everyone that played him uh, in that first round, uh, shout out to Ryan at the Cornhuskers, yeah, who he's absolutely wow. destroyed. Um I, I, it doesn't bother me in this matchup. I just think he's gonna he's gonna be Philly fifteenth against quarterback. You know, it's right in the middle. But I just think he's gonna do enough. I know they're probably gonna cruise in the second half, but I just think he's gonna do enough in the first half at least. Um, he's got Mike Evans there. He's got Gronk. I think he's got enough people to actually uh, get enough done. So I'm taking uh, Tom Brady, who was Tampa quarterback stack. two. Quarterback two with Gronk. Yeah, that, that's another thing. I wanted to stack with Gronk. So, um, yeah, I'll take the quarterback two in fantasy on the year. Uh, let's go. Bring it home, man, Jot. Let's do it. Honestly, I wasn't leaning towards Dak uh, or Brady. I was actually like, I had my own mind here. Like, my gut yeah. is it's telling me to take Matthew Stafford. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I think Matthew Stafford is gonna have like a good game. Like you've already taken Cooper Cup, who's fantasy MVP. So I want a little bit of like the the money, you know, a little share of the money, <laughs> a little share of those points. I'll take Matthew Stafford. Um, I, like you said, like the Cardinals, like they can't cover. Like we've been talking about the whole episode. Cardinals like secondary is pretty suspect. I think um. Like Matthew Stafford, like he's probably a good pick here. He's got a bunch of weapons: OBJ, Van Jefferson, Higby. In addition to Cup, of course, um, he's got Sony Michelle to dump off to if he does that instead of like throwing it deep to OBJ. Okay, last one, last one, last one on the Rams. Um, sorry to any Rams fans who listen to the podcast, but I have to take my shots at you guys. But Stafford is the pick here. I think. I think he just, I just feel like he's just a little bit better than Dak. Like Dak, it it, it is dependent on game script, as as Taylor said. I, I reckon, I reckon Stafford just just edges him. He was just what I just wanted like the whole time. My gut was telling me take Stafford, and it was just unexpected to you guys somehow. So it works. Yeah, he just fell to me, thankfully. Yeah. I literally said in my uh, matchup <laughs> preview how many points Stafford and Cup are going to score in that game. So 
it completely makes sense. Like, I would have had him next. Um, like I said, just pedigree of uh, Brady in terms of this year. Um, I just think there's a guarantee that they're going to score points on the Eagles. Um, I have the Rams obviously beating uh, Cardinals as well, but I can see the Cardinals having a better chance of stopping them than the Eagles do with Brady, if that makes sense. That's the only reason I, yeah. I went that way. But I completely agree. Like I, th- I think they're actually going to be able to pass all over that secondary and it completely makes sense. So, um, you know, it was just a pure like thought process between those guys that I liked, but there was absolutely nothing wrong with Stafford. I would have had him next, but, you know, you got you to rank it how you see it and that's what I did. Yeah. Wow. Well, we're going to wrap this puppy up with a brand new segment again. This is oh, about this. new show, new segments, the whole works. Um, we kicked around what we were going to call this uh, and we settled on kicked in my nuts. Let's fire up the little intro for it. Kicked in my nuts. And now I'm paused in an awkward stance because I was kicked in my nuts. Don't tell your friends when I say you're a slut. Plus it's your fault you were kicking my nut. I'm very sensitive, so we'll say that's a plus. Now I'll go home and vomit. And, <laughs> um, and it comes with uh, a little bit of a special flavor as we get through this segment. But, but fellas, so the idea here is as a special treat, we're all going to take a kicker to help people who are still playing any kind of fantasy uh, to the next level in their playoffs. Are we just going to follow the same uh, first round that we just had in the... Uh, we could in- reverse it. So yeah, reverse it, honestly. Do you really want to give me pick one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it's going to be devastating when you take one of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> just checking because, I mean, I'm generally pretty happy to go last at these things and, and just let you guys play. But if you, you really determined that I need to have the first pick here, I'll take it. But Yeah, you're first, I'm second, Manjot's last. Yeah, wow, that's how we treat our new hosts. Uh, yeah, going last in the kickathon. <laughs> hey, he won the uh, he won the practice, and then he stole Stafford in the last pick. So he's already dominating. He doesn't care. <laughs> he's, he's kicking out us. He's kicking out <laughs> my strategy. Nuts. That was my strategy last week. Take quarterback last pick. So let's go again. Yeah, but kick is time. Yeah. I wasn't expecting to get first pick in this one. I was. I had three guys written down. I was just expecting to be able to pick through the carcass. Um, so, so a bit of pressure. Um, okay, so the way Astro League. Kicking scores too. This is all in our Australian league scoring. An extra points worth two in our league. And, and this is something that's different from every other fantasy league where your extra points just going to be worth one. So straight away, you don't have to feel as scared about a kicker who's, who's going to be converting touchdowns. Um, the other thing that ESPN do this as a standard and NFL.com where we play doesn't. And this year we finally instituted it is that a field goal up to 40 yards is worth three points. But then from 40 to 50 is worth four points. And then from 50 ups worth five. Our league had never done that. We just had all the way up to 50 was just worth three points. And then from 50 up. So we've installed that point break as well. So there's points of plenty at kicker. And, and to me, uh, I'm going to take Matt Gay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just I'm I just want to put it out that I've picked three guys just because I didn't know exactly where I'd be in the lineup, or whatever, and I decided to do a rhyme 
for all <laughs> three. Can I just say what it, what it, what it would have been if I took this part? I was listening to your Brendan McManus one only <laughs> yeah. days ago. You can't, can't imagine how thrilled I know, I went away that. from that this year, but I... Uh, the kicker rhymes. You, you'd be so impressed that he found a rhyme for Blankenship. Man, Joe, you'll be so impressed. you got to go back and catch this. Rodrigo Blankenship. This is an awesome play. Go with Matt Gay. So <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna change it up here. I'm gonna let Manjot go next. Because, oh, really? He's trading yes, his pick. I've got a, I've got a pick that I feel like was gonna ruin him, but I feel like I want the other guy anyway. So I'm like, if he just takes, uh, anyway, without foreskinning, I'm just gonna let Manjot go first. Now I actually thought this is an easy decision. I thought this segment was easy. Matt, Maddie just gifted me my guy, the guy who I thought would easily be picked. Number one, Harrison Butker. Like, oh, how, damn can it. Go, <laughs> how can you go past him? Like, that's he was. I got enough chase, <laughs> Like, I, just, I reckon I didn't have him at all. <laughs> you didn't? Oh my goodness! No, I thought you were going to take the Tyreek went undrafted, and now you're like yeah, I, yelling at me about Harrison Butker. <laughs> yeah, just. This is. I hope I kick you guys in the nuts with this one. Like honestly, like <laughs> goodness, like like honestly, I can't even oh. believe like Harrison Buck is being overlooked. You just told me extra points are worth two. We're yeah, gonna yeah. expect KC to like score lots of touchdowns. Let it rain on the Steelers. Like that's what we were saying in the previews. Like go with Harrison Butker. Um, he's like a really accurate kicker. Um, like you said, you change the scoring system in Astros to match like ESPN. That's just perfect for me. Like Harrison Buck is right there. He can kick at Arrowhead. Like he's just so good at home. Harrison Buck is right there. I'm going to take him because of all three of those factors. Oh, Harrison right. Buck all the way. I can't believe you guys let him get to me. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I initially thought of Bucker. And I actually had the Chiefs by one point as the highest scoring team. My only worry was that I didn't think the Steelers were going to keep up at all. And I didn't, I just didn't think that was going to lead to any points in the second half. And I just worried you were going to get a game like that was all XPs for the Chiefs and you just weren't going to see anything in the second half. I was trying to pick a guy that might have been in a closer game that you saw these late field goals in and stuff, but I completely yeah. understand. It's a great pick. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> <laughs> I um I was only le- I was I thought I was leaving you this guy. This pick is cold. It's Robbie Gold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was actually thinking of him. If Butker was taken, I was going to go with Robbie Gold. Yeah. Wow. But that's not who I'm taking. <gasps> This guy is special, son. Let's go, Daniel Carlson. <laughs> oh, I was considering him. He was in my top three, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that guy's he is funny. just phenomenal. He is so good. Like, and like I said, I think the Raiders' offense is actually going to do some work uh, on the Bengals, whether it takes some time, I don't know. Uh, but especially in that second half, I think Daniel Carlson is going to be very relevant. So I'm, uh, I'm taking the special, son. It's Daniel Carlson, and he smacks that ass, son. And his yes, name's sir. not McPherson, who will be kicking the opposite direction. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, direct- stepped over McPherson. The opposite direct, son? <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Even me an erect son? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
in my nuts. And now I'm paused in an awkward stance because I was kicked in my nuts. Don't tell your friends or I say you're a slut. Plus it's your fault you were kicking my nut. I'm very sensitive, so we'll say that's a plus. Now I'll go home and vomit. Yeah, um, if anyone doesn't know, yeah, so my Wednesday nights are actually, um, it's actually not spent with the Astro League. Um, I would love to join the show full time, but I already have my heart, you know, with my trumpet at Gin and Daryl Wind Orchestra. Phenomenal, phenomenal band. Like, let me just say, I, I've just enjoyed being part of it. Haven't missed a rehearsal in two years because I just love being there. I just want to give a big shout out to everyone at GWO. Um, especially our conductors, Debbie and Ben, you know, I know things have been kind of like busy, um, but you guys like just put all your heart and soul into like the band. And I just want to say a huge shout out, especially to my trumpets as well. You know, my fellow trumpet team. Yeah. My trumpet team. So many of them, uh, there's like nine of them, um, don't have time to name them all because it let me just say it's been like four hours of recording like yeah. this up against the clock and against you know the, the strength that any human <laughs> has in them for podcasting in one day yeah. it was a fun night let me be honest i'm, I'm glad that my wednesdays are filled up until i go back to duo and you know super bowl show kind of got to be affected by duo to be honest but ah, we'll work around we'll it. work it out um, we'll work it out we're, we're we'll work it out but I'm not. I'm not missing duo. Uh, if if COVID allows me to go, I'm not missing duo. Nope. For anyone, keep your streak alive, baby. This podcast, keep we're keeping streak the streak alive. alive, and I'm not missing it. I'm not missing it for Astral League. Tay, is there anyone you need to give dabs or props to or a shout out to? Surely, nah, no, no one really, mate. Uh, like you were just talking about doing for turning out for the parade the other day. That was nice of the whole thing. Yeah, to come out. you're talking about trumpets in your house and stuff, mate. Don't worry about it. Everyone was pretty pumped in my street when I was, you know, banging out a queen number uh, after I'd won the championship. You know, the they was giving us an odd look um, through the blind. The Astro League blimp. <laughs> The Astro League blimp was out in full force in the middle of the night. So um, everyone was pretty pumped about the championship. You know, I dumped a, you know, 1.5 litres of water and uh, Matty C's head on my front driveway. And the whole, the whole like, you know, street was just up in arms, just absolutely pumped about my championship, just wanted a piece of that trophy. So shout out to uh, all the people at St. Ives Road in Flinders. Uh, that was so pumped about my championship. Um, you know who you are. Uh, everyone that's uh, liked my uh, post uh, tonight uh, <laughs> about I didn't realise I'd get me. such good feedback about all the photos <laughs> from my championship. I thought it'd be one of those. <laughs> it was a shoot, mate. Four, yeah. I thought it it'd be one of those shoot. posts I got about four likes on, and I've had about. 120 between the two posts. So uh, everyone's pretty uh, pumped. I think it's a mixture of uh, everyone laughing at me being a dickhead uh, and some uh, being happy about me winning a championship, probably more the earlier. Uh, But uh, thank you to everyone. Uh, thanks a lot for Manjo to coming on this pod. Yeah, I know it's a two. Day, it's been it's gone for about forty eight hours, so it's been absolutely wonderful. Uh, yeah. but I think we've all, we all love doing this, and we love talking about um, either fantasy, NFL, or both. Uh, we're all pumped about it. Yeah. So um, I can't wait for the playoffs. It's going to be absolutely phenomenal. Let's get into it, and uh, hopefully, our win starts of the week. Let's go! Boom, boom! Kicker of the week, baby! Yeah. Kicked in the nuts. Uh-huh. Ow. 
I like that we've got a few things we've got to stick our neck out, put on the line. This episode has been a lot like Seven Days in Hell with Andy Sandberg. It's just gone on and on and on. Um, thank you. Big thanks to you, Manjot, for coming and joining us. Um, Taylor puts up with my shit like this every week, but a special thanks to you for submitting yourself to this, mate, and signing the waiver. Yeah. Honestly, thank you guys for having me on. Um, I'm just really glad, you know, I found you guys, you know, at that flag football night. And, yes. uh, you know, becoming a super fan. Yeah. Becoming a super fan was probably like one of the best things to happen to me. Honestly, I get on the podcast now. I'm talking for like four hours. Like, I don't know how I'm still <laughs> going. I, I've been like, I, I was like, full disclaimer, I was recording for my other podcast, the Aussie yeah. End Zone. Shout out to them. Shout, Shout out to, to the CJ. Aussie End Zone. Yeah. Uh, we're working like Astro League and Aussie End Zone collabing. Thanks to me, of course, because I'm like the Venn diagram. I'm the person in the middle. He's the crossover. Venn diagram. Yep. Yeah. Um, shout out to my um, Aussie end zone bros, uh, CJ, Brad, and Tomo. Just absolute. I'm glad we got back they're today legends. as well. Absolutely. Yeah, legends, legends. Fellas. Um, yeah, we just announced our partnership with Gridiron Association of South Australia as well. So we're doing some um, collabs with them, just working more closely with them. So we're getting somewhere there as well. So good if you guys check that out. I also did talk shit with a Cowboys fan. So if you want a little bit more spice, if you want a little more spice to the 49ers versus Cowboys, if I didn't give enough spice tonight, you know... Never too much spice. Go and check it out. I urge everyone to go and check out the Aussie end zone. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. That's my last shout out. Shout out to Maddie and Taylor. Obviously, the last <laughs> shout out. Shout out to that absolute two legends. Absolute two legends. Like my Friday nights and Saturday nights over the past like NFL season. Like just having Phil with you two just talking about NFL. And it's just I just love this game. I I I better shut up and let's let's play the like the outro play it play it yeah let's do it let's, the lights are gonna go off in about sixty seconds too so we really do have to <laughs> play it play it up. here's the Astral League you've been listening to the Astral League podcast with your host and obnoxious commissioner Maddie C hold me down Hang on, before you go any further, for a sec there, I was going to ask to see your hands because we're on a Zoom call here and that was sounding like you are pleasuring yourself. And I'm like, I was about to ask you to start wearing oven mitts. Yeah, that was me thinking about Calvin Ridley earlier. And that's it. That is week one, the Super Wildcard. We got the playoffs wrapped up. Hopefully, this format works out all right. Give us all your feedback because this is the first time we've done this and we don't really necessarily know how it's going to pan out. So, if you like it, give us a thumbs up. If you don't, uh, definitely feel free to give us a few pointers about what you'd like to hear if there's things you think that we're not covering or if there's things you think we're getting a bit too in-depth in. Uh, let's let's get the feedback up there. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Astro League Podcast, through Twitter at Astro League Pod. Send us an email through Podcast at gmail.com or you can even leave us a voicemail we'd play it on the show it's anchor.fm forward slash astro hyphen league all right maddie c is my name and i am hoping for any of you who've got a team running this week that uh, a bit of good luck for you i mean for me as a jax fan this is the sort of time where i'm already on holidays i've got no horses in any races uh, but if your horse is in a race this weekend in the nfl good luck to you and we'll catch you all next week Hooroo. Play. Play it. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. League-specific news, information and stats with your obnoxious commissioner, Matty C.